Back for hey, more. Hey, 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 what do you know? No, no. Not much. Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom, everyone. America's number one podcast about... This is America's number one podcast. All things word-related. Exactly. You know, I was uh, I was looking at our... I was like, hey, is, 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 is this Looking back being... on the transcript of our ABC interview? <laughs> no, but... um. I was just looking at the uh, podcast on iTunes just to see what it was looking like these days. And I, I got to the bottom. It's yeah. like, you might also like, and there was, there's like 40 more podcasts now about etymology and, mm. and, and, and I just want to say people, 2017, we started this thing four long years ago, 2017. Yeah. How old were you then? We were only in our early 20s. Now we're in our late 30s. I'll tell you, getting four years back would be nice <laughs> right now. That's a nice slice of toast. Yeah, really? Jeez. Just gonna, I would butter that up, put some sea salt on there, some honey. And then put it away and, <laughs> and save it and save for it. A, late, a rainy day. <laughs> this is going to come in handy someday. Uh, what? No, but welcome to Don't Be an Idiom. This, this is in front of me is Albert, and on the other side is Ryan. That's, and we're the hosts, and it's kind of our show. We're the word show. We we want to know the history of, of phrases because we use them every day. Yeah, and and we're the fun one. We're not stuffy. I think we've gone over that before. <laughs> this is this is the yeah. cool guy in high school these days could listen to this. And still be cool. That sounds like wishful thinking. I don't know well, because neither of us were very because cool. when we were young, it was it was cool to be dumb, and now it's cool to be smart, right? Yeah. And which one like, are we? <laughs> well, well, we were forced to grow up thinking it's important to be. dumb. I guess I was asking, so. are we dumb or smart? <laughs> right. So we're dumb, but that's that was by choice because that, <laughs> we were because we needed to be cool. We chose to be dumb, right? But now you can be smart and cool. I've I've it's noticed there's a annoying. lot more positive. Um, yeah, well, like, there's children's all the, television. There's all the nerds. Everyone's yeah. a nerd now. Everyone's a nerd. It's very cool to be a nerd. Right. It's like, oh, I'm a doctor cartoon. Right. But when when we when you know when we were growing up, it was you know Oscar the Grouch. He lived in a trash can, and we we're like that. That looks good to us. Yeah. Wow. So we'll just we'll just do that. I let's guess. Just, let's lean into the whole trash can life. Okay. Do lean you know, more in. Yeah, um, no, no, but I'm, I'm not telling oh, you're you right telling now. them to do it. I'm, I'm saying to the listeners, we saw a man <laughs> living in paradise, man, puppet, puppet, in, in trash. <laughs> yeah, and we said that's the one for us. But now, kids these days, they got the cartoons. They're doctors. Freddie Prince Jr. They're Freddie. He's Prince. handsome and smart. <laughs> right, right, right. That's what you're saying. He right? looked smart, and she's all that. But I, the she's all that thing has always been annoying to me. It's like. Uh, like, uh, you know, who could possibly fall in love with someone that's wearing glasses and uh, yeah. has their hair in a ponytail? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
I mean, maybe she was homeschooled for a while and doesn't understand social yeah. cues or something. But I don't think that was the plot of that. No movie. offense to our homeschool. <laughs> we love homeschool. In fact, I wish everyone would just stay at home instead of going to school right now. <laughs> right. Because it's hard to be a teacher. Wait, how are we... Intru- uh, what else do we have to talk about? I mean, we haven't oh, spoken about right. anything yet. Uh, but, uh, okay, uh, we have to talk about why... Why do they call <laughs> short beer bottles ponies? You get you get, get, get buy some ponies, hopefully yeah. in some sort of a bucket. Listen, Albert for, and I for a deal. love Rolling Rock beer. Mm, we do. We love it. And so before it was cool. <laughs> well, I don't think it's cool now <laughs> or ever. It seems like it's about to get cool. Okay. I think <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Wait. Actually, why was Rolling Rock never cool? Maybe starting today, yeah. as, as soon as people start hearing this, they're like, you know what? I'm in the mood for a Rolling Rock. And then Rolling Rock goes, I'm in the mood to sponsor Albert and Ryan yes. by giving them a million bucks an you know episode and, and throwing them a 30 These are the guys. To re- we should be reaching out to them, for sure. Well, anyway, the Let's point is, is that we recently purchased a case of Rolling Rock. They have horses on them. Albert was talking to his friend Jess, and, and they were like, hey, Horses on a rolling rock, small, small bottles are called ponies. ponies. Maybe the rolling rock was the people first were the beer first to, to call a, a small bottle of beer wow. a pony. That is right? groundbreaking. Has anybody ever thought about that before? Because <laughs> have you out there ever thought about this? Because you know, let's get this conversation going. It's because it makes no sense that any of the other American beers uh, in a short bottle would be called a pony. No. Budweiser's like an eagle, I think. Well, well, no, they have the, the, what's the, what's the horses with the furry, the, the hairy Oh, Clydesdales. Thing. They have the whole Clydesdale horse imagery. Right. But is a baby horse a pony? That's a pony. That could be a pony. Oh, shit. But I think that the Budweiser horse was later. I think that if you look no, at a can it's of. The, it's earlier. I think if you look at a they can They use of, the Clydesdale horses to deliver Barrels of Budweiser after Prohibition. Oh, I thought it was a Christmas thing. Or something. Before. I don't know. But the image on the bottle. <laughs> it, the, there's right. no yes, Clydesdale. Yes. It's, I think there's an eagle maybe right. in there. Right. So for anyone... Maybe, Who knows the answer to this? Don't don't reach out. <laughs> We're busy. No, do reach oh, out. Do reach I, out. I'm interested. We're busy. All right. So that there's that. Good. Right, good, good talking point, I think. <laughs> Um, also, it was natural. Also, my mom texted us and she said, "Go to Helena. Go to Helena handbasket." Oh, thanks a lot, Peg. <laughs> What's the deal? Well, yeah, she wanted to know the meaning. No, no, she didn't want to know the meaning. She, she oh she, no, she wanted to know like where's yeah, that where's it come from? Why people so, saying that? Right. So, mom, all right. So, go to Helena handbasket. Albert had a pretty good first guess, which was it is rhyming slang. Rhyming. S- no, 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 no. Alliterative intensifier. Right, but I didn't know that term. No, at but it's first. just like alliteration. But it was the alliteration. Hell in a handbasket. But that was my guess because we've been doing this a while now. And to me, I was thinking, I bet you there's not much to it this because was, of the alliteration. Yeah, but this, so this was a popular phrase. I think it was repopularized in the Civil War, but it's been around for hundreds of years because they used to say, like, to go you know, push you to hell in a wheelbarrow or something. Which that does not sound familiar to me. And 
the idea is that maybe over time wheelbarrow just kind of like turned into handbasket because there's the alliteration of the age sound. And this theory that people often made up idioms so that they did not have to say words like hell and curses and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So to say, uh, you know, the earlier version is go to heaven, heaven in, in a, a wheelbarrow. wheelbarrow. It's because they don't even want to use hell in a joking sense. They have to use the opposite of hell, which is heaven. Right. Wow. That's how tightly binded up all of the Catholics and Christians <laughs> were back then. They didn't even want to say hell. They, right. But uh, yeah, so that phrase has been around for over 500 years, and uh, it's it probably just, once it got to English, it was like, ah, handbasket sounds better than wheelbarrow. Right. Yeah, because what else are you going to carry in an H? Um, Bub emailed us, our listener hey, Bub. Bub, what's up? Who's our, who's, well, have I ever met Bub? I don't think I have. You might have at a party at West Park a long time ago. Oh, okay. But uh, he was asking about okie dokie. Right. Which, uh, which I say every day. Yeah. Okie dokie. Still feeling like killing yourself today, Ryan? Okie dokie, <laughs> bud. I guess that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, but I like that. <laughs> so you, you feeling like you want to kill yourself today? Uh, okay. Okie dokie. <laughs> okay. Uh, because, bub, uh, unfortunately, that's really all there is to it. It's just a variation of Okay. This, this comes from, uh, it's called rhyming slang, yeah. which is popular in Cockney English. Oh, where it was most popular. They would make up words to rhyme. Just because it sounds snappy, rhyming and just changing yeah. one of the words, one of the letters, it kind of becomes popular. Yeah, they were just getting real loose with it all. Right. Well, and then Ned Flanders took it further with Oakley Oakley. Doakley. Doakley. Same thing. Right. Time. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> And we got one other idiom shout out. My friend Marta from Rome, who is Italian, she overheard this idiom the other day. Entrare nell'acqua, uscirne asciutti, which means to walk into water and come out dry. What do you think that means, Al? Whoa. Walk into water and come out dry. It must be, it must not be water at all. It's like oil, right? Mm. And then, you know, because mm -hmm. then it, it's just. Well, I guess you'd still be wet-ish. Yeah. What do you think it means, though? Um, you know, you're like you're Mr. Perfect, Miss Perfect. You know, like look at you walking into water yeah. and coming out dry. Nothing she, can ruin this chap. She said it means so important that you can walk into something messy and not be affected. Wow, cool. I like that. That's cool. Thanks for sending that, Marta. Uh, okay. W listen, Albert may have forgotten a game. Yeah. It, I'm actually, I think I'm on like a streak here. I'm forgetting. Well, so Albert's the game master. And to me, maybe we can, master is starting to feel like, Oh God. It's kind of a big identifying word. Oh my God. <laughs> this what's happening. We can call you game boy, game man. Wow. Game boy's cool. It's well, like a, that's like let's a pun. make a game man then. Game man, that's cool. <laughs> game man, I like the sound of that. If you can remember, I'm a game man. Mm, that feels right. So, if you can remember the games for the next few, maybe we'll make you game master again. <laughs> okay, but I kind of like this name too. <laughs> well, then maybe. Oh, oh man, maybe I'll try maybe. less. No, I should probably stay this course. All right. So the game man did not <laughs> bring a game today. But luckily, we know friends but who know ideas about games. Our friends Tara and Percy gave us a list of game suggestions that we pretty much ignored. 
for about, uh, well, you know, coming on four months. <laughs> right. Um, but they said airplanes, paper airplanes. Yeah, throw them down the hall. Now, I mean, for those of you who know, you know, know us, have been listening to us for a while, you know, I'm not so good at the sports. I'm not so <laughs> good at sports. not a sport. And to me, <laughs> folding a paper airplane is sporty. <laughs> Does that sense to you oh my god yeah because you grew up a musician yeah but i don't know you're like ah i can't this is this isn't a piano key listen listen not everyone's gonna agree with me but i feel like if you were good at at folding paper airplanes that you were probably good at baseball or something like that. i was terrible at baseball and look at this look at this beautiful plane i made a beautiful paper airplane mine looks like I don't know. It looks like a space shuttle made by like a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it looks it's a four-year-old's like, idea of a space shuttle, paper space shuttle. It looks like a fat bird who was only created so that other birds could eat it. Thanks, because <laughs> it's easy to get to. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're gonna throw these airplanes and see who goes the the furthest and then the farthest. <laughs> so we're going line. To- <laughs> So we're going to throw these airplanes, see whose goes the farthest, furthest, <laughs> see who, who goes for, whose goes further, whose goes. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are English majors over here. We're both going to throw the airplanes, whichever one goes the, the furthest away from us. Yeah. Or farthest. Uh, <laughs> Gets uh gets to go first. Yeah. So let, let's see. I have let's an see. idea. We wish we wish we you wish could you be Merry here Christmas. to feel the, the tactile senses. Uh, I think. But audio is pretty good. Audio is great. Oh shit! <laughs> Albert's went about fifteen feet further than mine, so I guess he wins. <laughs> Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> so everyone's. I, uh, I, I just I had an idea when I was uh, in the bathroom, and I was like, I know when I was describing your plane as a fat bird, right? Yeah. I thought of the perfect name for your, uh, for your uh, plane. Okay. God's cruel joke. <laughs> Good. Okay, I'll get that tattooed on my uh, <laughs> forearm. What's your idiom, buddy? Let's get to the point of the show. All right. Well, as far as that game went, I had that competition in the bag. In the bag. That's my, that's it. Wow. That is a classic. Right? Look at you. I know. All right. In the bag. In the bag means um, undoubtedly you will succeed in this venture. Definitely. Is that what that yes. means? Yeah. Right. Uh, What's the official sure, death? A sure thing or a virtual certainty. A sure thing. Virtual certainty. I know. I I, I like that combination that of nice. words, right? We should start a really virtual. boring band called Virtual. Yeah. Certainty. And we can certainty. be on the Stranger Things 5 soundtrack. Oh, there's about four. Well, what's taking so long? <laughs> um, By the time four gets you, they'll have made five. In the bag. Wow. All right. To mean certainty. Yeah. Like, it's like you got this. Yeah. It's in the bag. Okay. All right. Listen. 
in all right i think i got it i had to blink my eyes really quickly <laughs> until some sort of visual would appear in front of me and i, I did see something and i'm gonna explain what that was all right so I, I i think in the bag has existed in some sort of idiomatic form for many 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 years mm. Probably in like the 3000 BCs, we see some sort of in the bag thing. That is old. It's very old. But I think as time goes on, it changes, it it morphs into something different. So I'm going to 1860s America. That whatever in the bag meant in the 1860s in America. Right. Because that's that's, when it got popular. That's when it, well, that's when it got popular. That's what it's all about. It's what it's because all about. Because people have been putting things in bags forever. Right. Well, yes, yes, yes. But but from, in the 1860s, they were really jamming in the, them in, in there. In the, in the vision I had, I saw I saw a horse. So I'm I'm imagining the 1860s, the Wild West. They are traveling town to town to Steal water? To be bad boys. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm thinking of four, a, a, a group of four bad, bad cowboys. Yeah, yeah. That uh, are... They just want to stir up trouble. And they are trotting through the sand with their horses that ha- are wearing saddlebags. Oh, right. Okay. And um, there's a lead guy. And he's called... Um, uh, Crippy, uh, let me think here. Dungaroo Dan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, he's the, and everyone knew about him down in you know what is now called New Mexico. And but Dun- has, has had many other names <laughs> before that. <laughs> but you, small-minded <laughs> listeners, <laughs> know it as. New Mexico. New Mexico. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's a horse of a different color. So Dungaroo Dan, whenever he would go to a, a like a you know, a town to steal from the local bank there. Yeah. He would fill a horse <laughs> a horse's saddlebags <laughs> with dynamite and Whoa. have the horse go into town first before before oh him he God. and his crew go in and so his crew would always be like hey dungaroo dan we this- don't have that many horses left <laughs> is this gonna work and he'd be like oh it's in the bag the dynamite oh. and then it would explode perfectly wow. on cue the dynamite in the saddlebag obviously catches everyone off guard they run in easy Steal all the bags of gold with dollar signs oh, on them. So it's a double, there's bags there too. More bags. And then it's like, Dungaroo Dan, did we get the amount that we were hoping for? And he'd be like, it's in the bag. The bag. Okay. I need to count it and also steal one of those horses because we <laughs> keep running out we of We have horses. to always make sure we get another get horse. One. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. Never stare a gift horse in the mouth. Uh, yeah. All right. Definitely. That's a thing. But, you know, so you're... 
explanation is great. Thank you. It's a little confusing because I don't know which. Are you referencing the saddlebags as saddle the, bags. in the bags? Because yes. he also said the money that they expected was in the bag. No, no. The first part was my real guess. And then I, I thought through oh, our conversation, oh, wow. the second thing was the joke at the joke addition. Oh, like so everybody else would understand that except me. I thought you were the one that was leading me to that joke. <laughs> Whoa. So what do I mean then? <laughs> Precisely. Uh, no, no. So the saddlebags thing, it's in the bag. It's a surefire bet. Wow, that's that really good guess. We're going to catch this town off guard and steal all their, <clears throat> their, their money. I'm sorry that the answer is not as exciting. All right. But I was excited about the answer until you came up with that Wild West extravaganza. <laughs> extravaganza? So, uh, all right, well, where is it from? Uh, it is from 1916. That's it? That's it. How did it not exist before that? Well, um, this is where it became popular. Okay. So So my guess wasn't all that crazy. uh, (laughs) Because you said something might be popular earlier. (laughs) But I, but I really, You, you were like, yeah, all the way as back as 3000 BC. So that means anything in that range is right. More right. Well, but I, I landed on 1860 is when it Oh, really you were very close. Popular here. 60s, 16. Yeah. All right. So 1916, how did, how did this happen? Uh, this happened when the New very York Giants... What? <laughs> the baseball. What the... F- don't interrupt me. <laughs> All right. So some baseballmen... This is interesting. Some baseballmen. The New York Giants. Yeah. Uh, in 1916, they set the world. They still have the record for the Major League Baseball longest winning streak in a row. Wow! They had 26 games that they won, and it's and it's still on the records as the highest winning streak ever. You mean even the Yankees haven't done that? Even the Yankees can't now do that everything. Is I refuse to believe that. Oh, yeah. Gotta love the Yankees. Okay, so the New York Giants had won a bunch of games. What is that? Amazing winning streak. Well, here's the thing. You want to know why that that has anything to do with what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, because I didn't explain anything. Because then I made you ask a question. I think it's good for a back and forth. Okay, yeah. This is a fantastic (laughs) back and forth. Clearly. (laughs) Anyway, so at the beginning of every game, Baseball teams bring out a ball bag that's got 72 balls in it. And if they, uh, you know, hit like a foul or a home run, or even if a ball gets too dirty, they've got the ball, the then they just like hey, grab another one out of the you know, yeah. bag of balls, right? Yeah. So uh, they were on this winning streak, right? And they were really superstitious. And somewhere during this uh, winning streak, that somebody had the idea that at the ninth inning, Mm-hmm. Of the game, if the Giants were uh, ahead when the ninth inning starts, then somebody takes that bag and brings it off the field. And that's where they got the idea that this game is in the bag. We've won it. So We've won it. You can take, game, you can remove this from the yeah, fields. Yeah. Wow. So that was a superstition that they had. So, like, it's like, put the game in the bag and then bring it off the We won, right? Yeah. And then that one, and, and they still have the record. For the longest win streak. Holy shit! Yeah, they I really did. Kind of cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Do Do you think how many New York Giants? Because I'm sure there's still New York Giants fans, right? Yeah, although I think they turned into like this, like they're not in New York anymore. Now it's like a San Francisco or something. The San Francisco Giants. Sure. 
What a team, first of all. Oh, I wish I would have looked that up with, better. <laughs> with the back muscles and the, and the bats and things. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I asking? And the testosterone. So much testosterone. Thick hair or no hair because too, way too much testosterone. Yeah, they have so much testosterone they went bald. <laughs> That's a thing, right? It, it all migrated downstairs. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'm just surprised. I guess I don't remember where I was going. I with. think you were going to say, "Do you realize that the New York Giants fans do New York Giants fans created, realize that they are responsible for a very, yeah, very common idiom? A jock created a nerd thing, hmm. right? And it's like they all think we're so different, but there it is. Yes, it, the proof is in the pudding. Right, another idiom. <laughs> we, can't, we can't stop thinking about him. So anyway, that is the story, right? Okay, yeah. It's pretty good, it's I great. think. Yeah, it's great. If you're wondering when it kind of became like an idiom, it was in... <laughs> in 1920, the first time this was in print about something later. being in the... Four years later. More educational stuff... <laughs> Now we're talking English and math coming across the aisle, shaking hands. Okay, 1920. Exchanging equations. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, the Mansfield News, and it's an Ohio newspaper. They yeah. were writing a short article about this superstitious, um, you know, Newark Giants thing. So and they introduced it, it to their it. whole yeah. state and then the yeah. state spread it around. And then it started to be used for anything that was like a sure thing or a wow. win. Yeah. How about that? Now, there's a tiny little slight, you know, interesting thing that you might think is interesting is that there was also a predated Australian slash New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We do have listeners in New Zealand, Al, so you might want to go back and... Well, I'm saying it the traditional way. New Zealand. <laughs> All right, so there's an Australian-New Zealand phrase, which is... It's also in the bag. Okay. And uh, uh, in 1945, there's this, this book uh, called The Australian Language, and it, it was uh, referred to then as a, a horse set to lose a race is said to be in the bag. So um, it's actually a bad thing in Australia. Interesting. To be in well, the they are different. Yeah, they're like upside on, down from us. Right, different hemisphere, right? So they might like when a horse loses. <laughs> that's oh yeah, that's what I'm getting at. No, I know. Oh, I'm just saying okay. you're a genius. I guess <laughs> I just wanna, for for the our list, you know our listeners that don't really get it. <laughs> Got to spell it out to them. Yeah, you're saying I'm a genius. Okay. So and our audience is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was also saying that, I see. but I'm kidding. Satire. It's rich satire. <laughs> <laughs> so rich. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Uh-huh. And I take it home in the bag. All right. So, in, so, it. Uh, it is, so it exists in Australia. It had nothing to do with this one. But the New York Giants also came up with it. It was like all on un their own. unrelated. I'm so impressed that New York jocks oh, could oh. come up with something. That we still use today. But they didn't know what they were doing. Huh. What are your fun facts? Uh, so uh, being in the bag is slang for drunk, too. In, uh. Yeah, so you can be put 
Is that because like in the 1920s, cops would be like, yeah, you're you're too drunk, see? And then they'd just like push them into a bag and <laughs> Oh, like throw, a cartoon? Yeah, yeah like and sure. throw the bag into the back sure. of a police trunk. No, uh, so this was, uh, let me think. So to put or to get into a bag, that used to be like an old um, sailor slang thing. Oh. Uh, and when you might be like, well, why bag? Like, what is that? Hammock. And a lot of times that when you would, still now, when you buy liquor, they'll put mm. it in a bag. Like, you know, the guy, like the, you know, the image, the classic image of the so old classic homeless man yes. drinking out of the bag. Right. right. Yeah. So back then it used to be in 1909, uh, it was shorthand for a quart of a blended brew mm-hmm. and h- half of a four penny porter. Okay. And a half of a four penny ale. All right. That's what it was. That's what you're drinking in a bag. Okay. Yeah. So you can also be in the 1940s, you could be in the bag, half in the bag, which my dad, that's the one I need. My, my dad, dad is always half in the bag. My dad's like, I'm so half in the bag. I'm not sure you deserve to be living here anymore <laughs> without paying a little something. A little sweet something something. <laughs> Pay the piper, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I don't live at my parents' house anymore, though. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Finally. What an adult. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, so, but that was one I, I remember my dad used to say, you can be half in the bag. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Oh, you could also, uh, bag is also the term for an ugly woman. And that makes me think of that Seinfeld episode when he was trying to buy the, uh, chocolate babka and mm. then the old lady bought it and he's like shut up you old bag and then she has that flashback <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> so i just that's good uh, you know calling an old an old ugly lady a woman bag. A bag, I, I know we yeah. wouldn't say any woman's ugly but i'm just saying or, other people yeah if, if other people want to use this they, they, they <laughs> said this we're just relaying the information right um, but we would never call an ugly old woman never. a bag. Or even <laughs> or, think an old woman is, is ugly. No. Uh, age is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, the aged bring beauty to the world. Uh, and I mean that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just got to have them. <laughs> um, but no, we, well, that a- anyway. That's, dry, papery skin. It's just a historical... <laughs> Factoid that Albert's bringing us. You don't need and to people go. People get old. <laughs> All right. So that's my bag of fun facts, right? But I also thought that what I would do is just a quick, the weirdest moments of baseball. I did a top three. <laughs> okay. Because listen, I don't know if you know this about me and Ryan, but this we're really is a not, sports we're podcast not big now. sports guys, right? This is a sports no, podcast. But, now. but we're trying to grow the audience. All right. All right. All right. All we right. need to get more sporty. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I just thought I would, I just looked up some of the, like the weirdest stuff that's ever happened in baseball. Right. All right yeah. I, I'm just going to zoom through them. Right. <laughs> give them to me. There was this one thing called 10 cent beer night in 1974. Okay. The Cleveland Indians were terrible. <laughs> So they offered you could get for a 50 cent ticket to get yeah. into the game. And then for 10 cents, oh my God. Um, you would get a 10 ounce beer. That is a good deal. Yeah. So uh, what ended up happening that night was the crowd basically went insane. <laughs> this woman 
A, a middle-aged woman uh, ran to the umpire and tried to kiss him. Okay. A man streaked the game with just one black sock on, <laughs> and then there were many naked women. Oh my! Um, and then, and then at one point, one of the uh, opposing teams was hit by one of many random objects thrown by the drunk oh my crowd. God. They just started throwing stuff. Right? Yeah. The crowd. Then the manager of the team is like arm yourselves boys and they went out there with bats and they were like hitting the trash bags at people and then the people came down and they all started fighting oh my god on 10 cent beer night that's why they don't have 10 cent beer nights anymore thanks a lot Cleveland right isn't that fun (laughs) like man right see even guys like us could be interested in that even guys like us right right, the next one uh, is, is this is my number two pick disco demolition night well, when, when this was, was this was uh, with the Chicago White Sox in, the in 1979. Mm-hmm. So this uh, this game promoter was like, "I want to kiss Disco goodbye." Right. Mm-hmm. So he offered a special thing: you could get into the game for 98 cents as mm-hmm. long as you brought a disco record that you would be allowed to be blown up between oh the God. doubleheader games that were being played That's that amazing. day. Amazing. Yeah. Right. So uh, this this promoter hired a local DJ. They did this whole pyrotechnics thing set up, and they played the first game. In the middle of the second game, they they blew this up. Well, there were so many so many people showed up. They only expected to get like an extra twelve to fifteen thousand people. They Mm -hmm. got fifty thousand people came for this event. Uh, Like the records exploded and like caught fire, and um, the fans went berserk and they just basically destroyed the stadium holy shit that's yeah. amazing yeah uh that's awesome so, and then they had to call the riot police we need to do this again <laughs> yeah another disco <laughs> record imagine, explosion like, extravaganza i'm so sick of this damn disco let's <laughs> blow them up like like even if that worked they were doing it in between games, so they would have to clean all that melted wax up. It was such a bad idea. Yeah. Like, I don't think they would have been able to play the game even if it went well. Dude, disco does crazy things to people. Yeah. Clearly. And then my final, and this will be where I stopped the whole thing, I okay. wanted to talk about Eddie Gaydell. Okay. And this was in... 1951, the St. Louis Browns were terrible. All right. And basically the manager was like, look, if people are going to come out here, I'm going to put on a show. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was this one game where uh, they called, it was at the, um, oh, it was another double double header. Okay. In between, there was a giant cake brought onto the field. Love it. And out popped a, like a dwarf, oh, okay. a little, like, a, like in a, Baseball players outfit, right? Yeah. So in the ninth inning of the game, they call for a pinch batter. And that dwarf that popped out of the cake comes up wearing his St. Louis uh, uh, jersey, which his number was one-eighth. Oh, my God. And he was a a three-foot-seven dwarf. So he was really tiny, right? Yeah, yeah. And the manager said, listen... Do not swing at anything because your strike zone is basically a, an inch and a half. Like, it's so impossible to yeah. get a strike on this guy. Yeah. So what ended up happening was uh, the you know the pitcher threw him four balls, essentially. Yeah. And then uh, this guy went to first base, did a bow and a little dance yeah. or whatever, right? Okay. 
Um, so it was a stunt, basically. Sure. Just to get a man on first. I got it. And what I thought was extra fun about the whole thing was this quote by the manager, which his name is Bill <clears throat> Veek, and he was apparently a real character. And he's, yeah. he told this, the dwarf Eddie, he said, Eddie, I'm going to be up on the roof with a high-powered rifle watching every move you make. Oh, my God. If you so much as think about going for a swing, I'm going to shoot you oh dead. fucking shit. Seriously? <laughs> That's the quote. Oh, my God. Because he was brought on there just to get a walk. Okay. It was like a, it was just a shtick. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Those are three wild baseball <laughs> right. moments, I got to tell you. You know what didn't come up, though? Hmm. To me, the wildest moment of baseball that I've ever seen in my life was when that guy hit that bird with a pitch and it exploded. <laughs> right. That was when me, you, and Roger growing up, and probably Alex, were like, hey, did you hear about baseball last night? <laughs> Did you hear? That's why the last time I said that. Did you hear about baseball last night? Yeah. A pitcher blew up a bird. Like. With a baseball. I couldn't believe that when I was looking up the craziest moments of baseball that there was anything above that. Yeah. That bird exploded. And we'd just like to say to our international listeners, don't, you know, don't look at the, the, the mass shootings. Mm -mm. Don't look at the. Don't look at how horrifying we are to each other. <laughs> how how troubling we are. Our gauge on morality and ethics is. Don't yeah. focus on any of that or the greed and the capitalism. We have like a god complex. Don't yeah. Don't focus on our insanely dangerous god complex. Yeah. Um, or the fact that we're so Christian that we're actually endangering other people's lives. Don't focus on that. Focus on our baseball bloopers. <laughs> Doink. Focus on the yeah. wild and crazy yeah. stories from what what are one of our greatest exports. Baseball. Base baseball. Yeah. This is a baseball podcast now. Yeah, we have we ha we would we have the best bloopers. <laughs> All right. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. All right, we will. We'll be right back after this little disco, diddy? disco ditty. Yeah, you decide. You Excited alliteration. <laughs> Exaggerated alliteration. No, that's real. Look at Ryan's plane. 
And it was rough. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> he had these rips in the... There were speed flaps. I thought that was, I thought I'd seen that in like a like a how to make paper airplanes book once. I'll tell you, man. <laughs> People need to see those speed flaps. I'm I, I'm not sporty. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Paper <laughs> airplanes aren't sports. See, I, I may. I hope someone it's out kind that, of creative. It's more hope, artistic. Maybe yeah, but I hope someone out there knows what I mean by that. If you do, please email us at don'tbeanidiom at gmail.com. If you know what I mean. And Bub, take this down. Did we tell everybody that Bub's our new intern? No. Because he wants to take notes on the show. All right, go ahead. Tell tell the world. Okay. So uh, that was a song by Jake Diggity, Jeff Coffin, and Friends. It's called No Stone Unturned. And you you can find it at all the cool places. By the way... That that was the saxophonist from Dave Matthews Band, hmm. and the trombonist from Prince. Can you even believe that? Wow, that's like a um, it's like an all star cast. It's an all star cast. Well, anyway, you can check out uh, Jake Diggity's band that he's currently in. Pet Envy is a band. Go check out their stuff. Is and that the, the name? Is Pet Envy is a band? Well, maybe that's just like the Instagram thing. Oh, cool. But Pet Envy is the... Uh, pet the, Envy. Yeah, you probably have had Pet Envy I've had before. Pet Envy, yeah. They're they, like, they I wish it. I was my cat. Definitely. Yeah. They've got it made. I've got I've got that right now. I wish I was your cat. Right. Um, And once in a blue moon, I wish I wasn't your cat. <laughs> because she's dead? <laughs> <laughs> because she's oh, dead. Oh, that but, is... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I can't go on. <laughs> Once in a blue moon's my um idiom. Oh, right, <laughs> right. Blue moon beer. <laughs> yeah, okay. Blue moon beer. This yeah. show is brought to you by Blue Moon Beer. No, 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 no. no. I don't want to do that. <laughs> We're not giving it away. For this is free. A, this is a Rolling Rock episode. You could have. Yeah, this is definitely a Rolling Rock episode. What does Once in a Blue Moon mean? Um. It means uh, once, and it doesn't happen very often. Okay, it doesn't happen very yeah. often, very rarely, very rare. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I know. It seems like this is it's, this should be a straightforward one, but there's, it's not as straightforward as uh, you would think. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this does bring me back to a story of when I was a kid. Ooh. And I remember. Is this your origin story, where I came from? There was a. You know, we had a lot of kids on the block. Sure. You know, it was a simpler time. New Jersey. Yeah, New in Jersey. In the 80s. Suburbs of New Jersey in the 80s. Yeah. Is there a better time? <laughs> Probably, but go on. But it's nostalgic, is what I'm saying. For you. Okay. <laughs> so, what, you didn't like it? No, of course. I loved it. Are you... Sh- did you? I just feel like I'm out in the story. But you were in the other town. I didn't know mm-hmm. you yet. Okay. But I bet you were having fun over there, too. All right, thank you. But we had a lot of kids on the block that would hang out all the time. And uh, they were different age ranges. Right. And I remember Trish Guitar lived down the street. Yeah. And she was one of the older kids. And I was on the younger spectrum, you know? Yeah. And one night, we were all hanging out down that end of the street. And it was time to go home. And 
I was walking home and I'm looking, I'm looking at like the, the light on the ground. Like I could, it was bright for nighttime. I was like, wow. Yeah. And it had a bluish tint to it. Really? Yeah. And I remember like as a little kid, I was very smart. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I knew I had heard blue moon before. Yeah. And, uh, and lo and behold, that wasn't, that was a blue moon. And, and the moon was casting a bluish light. Okay. And I thought I had it figured out as a kid. All right. Um, remind me to comment <laughs> on this thing that you just said, but you still need to give an origin story for the idiom. Oh, well, that was, it I was a very that nice anecdote. Felt like it was a very, I felt like maybe that could be in place of it. It was a very lovely anecdote. Um, but you still need to guess where you think that came from. Okay. Venus is a pretty close... I said Venus. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what about Venus? And uh, that's uh, one of the closest planets to us. So close. It's and so it's, close it hurts. And it's it's bluish. Okay. It seems like it would be bluish, doesn't it? The, yeah, yeah. the word Venus to me sounds like watery. Watery, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like bluish. somebody who's comfortable in the water. Venus. Maybe it's because that painting, her hair is moving like water. And she's in a clamshell. Venus de Milo, right? Yes. She's a water thing, right? She's is very she underwater watery. in that picture or is she blowing in the breeze? Because um, she's standing, isn't she standing in a clamshell? I, th- I think in the, the myth itself, she's standing in a crick. Okay, so water is involved. Yeah. So anyway. Um, Venus of Mars. Venus of Mars? What's the Mars name is a different planet. <laughs> Mars Mars is the red planet. God of war. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, not Mars. Okay. But Venus is on the other side of us. Yeah, yeah. No. Wait, Mercury. V- oh, or, okay, got it. Yeah, they are on different sides. <laughs> Damn you, Mercury. <laughs> Wait, so. So, right. okay. So what I'm saying yeah. is um, every so often when the the sun and venus you know like how sometimes like you'll hear on your like app your weather app and it's like oh venus is is close by right yeah. now you're gonna I, see it with your sure. naked eye right yeah i don't have a weather app but i can imagine if if i did everyone has a weather app you just don't I use mine you don't, off of you mine you did <laughs> you needed your space that bad yes okay well i don't need an app i can just look outside and i can wow, get it wow okay bob dylan <laughs> No, but you're right though. So the Venus, I like to know what's coming. Right, so when app says Venus is on, is very anyway, close. So y- you hear about Venus being close enough so that you can see it, you know, with your own eyes. Right. Um, so every so often and it's, and it's rare. It's like, uh, I think it's like once every five and a half months or something like yeah. that. The light reflecting off of the sun, hitting Venus, hitting the moon back down to earth creates a bluish, bluish cast, uh, in perfect conditions, clear sky, you sometimes get a blue moon. Oh, okay. That's a very scientific uh, guess. Yeah. And also, if if the light of that blue moon shines on a pond, and then it becomes bottomless. And, you know, you could figure some sort of portal or treasure out there if you're, if you're brave enough. <laughs> if you're brave enough. But the conditions need to be perfect. Very good. Um, I got to be honest... You're off. You're off the mark. Yeah, but I had you with the science stuff for a while. You did. <laughs> there was some sciencey stuff there, um, but the fact of the matter is that a moon 
it does not look blue ever actually mm. unless there are certain natural conditions such as when there's a volcano the a blue at- volcano <laughs> large dust particles in the atmosphere oh, sure. from the ash you know deflect diffract light a certain way and make it look blue bluish yeah yeah but that's like pretty much the only time the moon can ever look blue well that's rare mm-hmm. it's very rare right so I, that's, that's so the saying sticks then you're saying so i'm just saying that your guess is wrong oh well that was an elaborate <laughs> roundabout way to do that <laughs> kind of hurt more all right so here's what i here's what i'm gonna i'm gonna blow your mind right now okay i don't think so tim <laughs> Once in a blue moon, or or just this, even the concept of blue moon, originally was equal to when pigs fly. Uh huh. Meaning it's like something that was ridiculous that d- could not, did not happen. Yeah. So that's how blue moon used to be used. Okay. And what is that? Piss you off? No, no. I just because I in my mind I was thinking like, well, pigs never fly, but but the moon is never blue, right? Except really? for the volcano. But most people in England, you know, where we got our language from. Right. They our precious language. Our precious, <laughs> <laughs> our precious language. That's not, they would never have, have witnessed a, a true blue moon. Unless they were on safari or something. Right. Right. That. But, you know, very busy. Too busy for a safari. <laughs> Much first, to do about nothing. The first, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Shakespeare reference. Right. Very good. That fits, right? Very good. Thank you. So the first known recorded use was 1528. And That's you're an gonna, early birdie right there. You're going to love this. It was in an anti-clerical pamphlet. So they're against the clerics. They're against, they're against priests. I am going to love it. They were priest haters. Yeah. William Roy and Jeremy Barlow. And they had a line in there. It said, oh, churchmen are wily foxes. If they say the moon is blue, we must believe that it is true, admitting their interpretation. So they were um, basically saying that, you know, whatever a priest says, everyone believes because they're stupid. Right. Right. Some priests are just using that they're slightly more intelligent, that they can manipulate their congregation. Yes, because it's the illusion of being, like, they have the uniform. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, by the way, God said I'm great. Right. And if you are, don't, don't get him mad. <laughs> Do give, not get give him me your mad. Money. Give me, give your, me your money. <laughs> Do not get him mad. Give me your money. I do. So I really, it does really bother me. When we were at that church tower in, um, the, uh, on the, uh, out tower. of the, uh, and when we were leaving the uh, European road trip, yeah, remember we climbed those stairs. Oh, and we were, sure, like, looking yeah. Out? What, yeah. What town? What in, we were city in Spain. I forget, which, yeah. I forget which city. But I remember, like, I was like, "Yeah, man, this is kind of weird, right?" That like <laughs> the, church the church is has the, all the highest these, peak, right? Giant. Yeah, it was built on like the city was completely below it. There was, it was like, essentially a, mound. a fortress. Yeah, and it was like a. Like how messed up is that? That like all these poor people are just giving their money to create this ridiculous stone mansion for these priests and then yeah. they're just you know whatever gets diddling you God. around <laughs> like but no honestly i feel like if i was a pre if i was alive back then i'd be like become a priest yeah just like life the sucks life. it might as well just lie oh yeah for sure yeah they're you know cardinal like 
a lot of um, a lot of like the museums in Rome are just old houses of cardinals. It's like, like look where they come lived. to this beautiful museum or that we, you know, it's, there's all this important art there. And you're like, you get in and you're like, this is so beautiful. And a cardinal lived here in 1705. It's like he had so much money. They were just, it's just, just so he, obvious how made up yeah. stories about a fake God. It's freaking ridiculous. Could you, I mean, could you imagine? Be like, yeah, yeah, just. Yeah, you gotta be good. Why don't you be a cardinal? Uh, yeah, right. You will live the most baller life we possible. We will give you a dress. <laughs> we will give you a dress. <laughs> you get a free dress and a free mansion. What do you say? <laughs> don't leave me hanging, bub. <laughs> okay, so once in a blue moon, I do want you to think about how whenever you hear that again, it the blue moon thing, as far as like as you know, the, the, the oldest transcript we can find are two writers saying that, um, you know, if priests say the moon is blue, their stupid congregation is going to believe them because wow. the priest says it. So I want you to think about that. Now, it did not turn into this, this idiomatic meaning of um, very rarely until the 1820s. This guy Pierce Egan included it in his uh, one of his novels. So, um, but I wanted to tell you how it, um, the way that a lot of people define blue moon is the second full moon in a calendar month. Yes. Is, have you ever heard that? So, yes. And I was afraid I was going to, I didn't want to say anything about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I wanted to have some fun with my guests. You want to have a little, you know, bit, a little of fun. bit of fun. Right. So, that. But I have heard that. That's what I thought a blue moon yeah. really was. All right. So I want to tell. tell me it's not? I want to tell everyone this. this. This is now in 2021, basically a common thing. You call a blue moon the second full moon in a calendar month. Right. However, our understanding of that comes from a mistake that happened in the 40s. Yes. Just a mistake. Let's hear it. All right. So. Yes. There was this um, astronomical magazine called Sky and Telescope. And this guy, James Hugh Pruitt, was writing an article and using um, the Maine Farmer's Almanac as a With resource. The, the Maine Farmer's Almanac. Specifically the Maine Farmer's The number Almanac. one or the state of the one, Maine? You know? Oh, no. The, the state. Oh, oh yeah. M-A-I-N-E. Okay. So um, this guy was uh, referring to this Maine Farmer's Almanac, but he, he didn't have enough copies of the almanac to determines whatever about the blue moon. He was like trying to say like what the blue moon is. Okay. So based on the amount of copies he had in front of him, he's like, oh, it's the second full moon in a calendar month. However, he read it wrong. It means whenever, oh shit, <laughs> hold on. That's how he felt probably when he realized this blunder that he had made. Huge blunder. Um, oh my God, I don't want to fuck this up. Well, I don't remember where I left off. Uh, so he made a mistake. He had all the yeah, almanacs He made a mistake, out. yeah. But the... So he interpreted the, the farmer's almanac incorrectly. If he had had more, he would have seen that a blue moon is the third full moon in a season of four full moons. Whoa! So it's... I mean, it's kind of it's similar. similar. It's similar, but but he was like off by that. So... A little bit. Right. So it's like... 
he he's like, well, we only judge full moons per season. Mm-hmm. You're trying to do it per month. Right. In the end, it probably will work out. <laughs> yeah, but, should probably know, work out. But because it's all based on the, the lunar calendar, which is sure. different than our our regular calendar. Yeah, we really should use the lunar calendar. It's way cooler. It's a moon. <laughs> the moon. <laughs> the moon is cool. <laughs> Because it's dark out when the moon is out. <laughs> Which is very mysterious. Yes. And it's like, it makes you have deeper thoughts. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, Everyone's asleep in their bed. Speaking of deep thoughts. Wait, what was I going to say? So in uh, 1980, a popular radio show found that article that Pruitt wrote, which was incorrect and, you know, talked about. Oh, a blue moon means this. Ooh. And then that popularized what that, that, that uh, second full moon in one month thing. So by bringing up the mistake, yeah. they actually made the mistake more, <laughs> more popular. Yeah, exactly. And we, now it's... See? Yeah. That's another thing to think about when you think about America. Mm-hmm. That we do stuff like that. <laughs> Very... We tell someone <laughs> the mistake and then they go with the mistake. <laughs> Right. So that's why we do so many terrible things, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> because we're ba- we're all backwards. Good. I, we've learned a lot in this I episode. I think so. I, th- I think you're, you know, I think you're right. I, I, that means, that might mean I'm wrong by American standards. But I, I'm just so, so glad we've learned so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good to learn. Uh, so the, the blue moon um, also... You know, I'd mentioned how it, it used to mean like, oh, that's absurd. It used to have the equivalent with the moon is made of green cheese. Like if someone told you the moon was made of green cheese, you would believe it. Oh, yeah. So the, I mean, once that is a, what they told us. But and uh, so I found some fun facts about green. The moon is being made of green cheese. One is uh, what are you looking about? What are you looking at? I'm looking at you. No, you're not paying attention. <laughs> I, I am paying attention. I wanted to have I wanted to have a, a, a something fun on the back end to surprise you with. All right, well, from something that's going on here. We're not quite at the back end. All right, yet. What, what were you saying? No, just a <laughs> second ago, uh, yeah. because this talking about this is I lost a couple seconds there. Mm, I know. Um, so once in a blue moon is actually <laughs> it's another. It was kind of equivalent to saying the moon is made of green cheese. Right. Like, oh, you would believe that the moon is made oh, yeah. of green cheese. You would believe that the moon is blue or whatever. I mean, that's what they told kids. Right. And then you got all excited for nothing. So I found this this study in 1902. The most common theory of what the moon was made of, according to children, was cheese. Of course. So, but there are three other popular answers. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yellow paper. Dead people and rags. Dead people? <laughs> what? <laughs> In what year was this survey taken? 1902. Oh my God. And they're not talking to each other. Like, this isn't like a YouTube thing. No. This is like pure <laughs> child thoughts. Those are the number. Yellow paper, dead people, and rags. Does it say how many kids they pulled? <laughs> no, I don't know. Because. I guess even if there's one child out of a hundred that says dead people is what, that's amazing. Yeah. Rags though. That's cute. (laughs) Rags. Yeah. It's cute. All those answers are cute. (laughs) That's cute that you think they're cute. 
Man, that's a nice tidbit right there. Um, for uh, everyone listening out there, the next seasonal blue moon will occur on August 22nd, 2021. This year. Yeah. Which is a rare occurrence. Not monthly, seasonal. We're seasonal. using it the right way. That's right. So look out for that. Um, some other popular moon idioms. Over the moon. In I'm love. Delighted, right? <laughs> to- oh, delighted. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like... Oh, you, you've given me a bowl full of slime. I'm over the moon about that. I, I always just think it's like, I'm over the moon for you. I'm in love with you. Oh, okay. But yeah, you're good. You could shoot for the moon. Aim high. Uh-huh. Try hard. And to moon over. Have you ever th- heard that before? To moon over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it means to think about someone. Oh, like a moon and over. You're like you're, you're, you're thinking about it. You're rolling around your face you're into ro- the moonlight, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just mooning about. Cool. Um, That's cool. Another reason I wanted to choose this was uh, "American Werewolf in London" is one of my favorite movies of all time, and that song, "Blue Moon." Yes. Isn't that? So I always think of yeah. That that's werewolves. a good one too. Uh, and you can also moon someone. And the other day when, um, <laughs> yeah, you could, could do the other day when Albert and I were in uh, Cape Cod, we looked up what the moon was that we were looking at. Like, all right. And it was a worm moon, right? Right. Well, so I, I found this out that the uh, Native Americans have names for each of the full moons. Awesome. And, and worm moon is their, 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 the third full moon of the year, which is typically March. See, is that that's really nice to hear because I feel like over the years you've probably heard like more moon terms like mm-hmm. it's a blood moon, it's a super moon, it's a super duper yeah. moon, and then super moon is scientific, I think, but the worm moon yes. that's Native American. But I just think that we've all heard a lot more moon names, lots of moon talk, right? Um, so and then when I heard the worm moon, I was like, that's it. That tears it. Yeah. But I'm thinking that there's some new hippies making up these names as we go. But the fact that it's a Native American thing. Makes it much cooler. Yes. Because yeah. stuff meant something back then. <laughs> right. Nothing means anything Everything anymore. Everything is for sale now. <laughs> it's all for sale. Yeah. Except, including your pride <laughs> ego. Except this podcast. Not for sale. It's free. You will not hear an ad. You will. <laughs> unless we accidentally do one. <laughs> It'll just be for us, though. Like Blue Moon Beer <laughs> and Rolling Rock. And We're ro- doing both. For, do- if, you, if you go to bluemoon.com, you can buy one case of Blue Moon. If you put in the coupon uh, Idiom Boys Hallelujah Moon Extravaganza. You type that into the coupon section, you'll get 50% off. 50% off. And you're probably like, these guys are riffing. But no, we are comedic geniuses, masters of advertising. We snuck it in there. Masters of advertising. Even this, you're probably like, is this misdirection? I don't know. Is it? Exactly. Try the promo code. Just try the promo code. You'll see what we're talking and about. And send us a um, a screen grab of that, and then we will uh, talk to you about you on the uh, Instagram. Great. A lot of people checking that out. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you want to hear what the uh, 12 full moons are? Definitely. I didn't know if we had time. Starting with I January. I really want to hear I'll just bang through them. Okay. Starting with January. Wolf moon. Yes. Snow moon. Ooh. Worm moon. Cool. Pink moon. 
It's April. The song. Nick Drake. Right. Flower Moon. Strawberry Moon. Mm. Buck Moon. This is when the bucks have their antlers are the biggest they'll be for the that's, season. That's cool. Sturgeon Moon, which is a fish. Right. Corn Moon. Hunter's Moon. Beaver Moon. Cold Moon. Ends on Cold Moon, huh? December. Ooh. And then again, the blue moon. That's the extra moon in there. Oh, wow. Right. right? Duh. There you go. All right. That's and cool. That's a wrap for the moon talk. What do you think? And I guess the whole show, really. The whole show's over. <laughs> so, uh, hey, listen, if you enjoyed that mid-episode song, go to Spotify Look up Don't Be an Idiom Presents Volume 2, and you can check out 30 idiom-titled tunes. What else? And it's what else? the only place that you can hear these songs. We have Together. an exclusive deal. Yeah. You won't so. hear this order, this collection of songs in this particular order anywhere else on the internet. And the internet is huge. Right. But like we are giving you directions to a very specific place, which is small. Yeah, so go there. Go there. It's less than two hours. You're it's telling me less you've... than a two-hour drive from here. <laughs> to where? To the internet. In a way, yeah, it could be. And we got our first Don't Be an Idiot merchandise purchase. Yes, she was just a half a second before the, all the, the millions of people... It wasn't. It was. It was at twelve oh one a.m. Yeah, everyone was just trying to get in. It wasn't millions. It was thousands. But um, okay, well, Albert's fine. being fine. a little hyperbolic. I'm just, I'm, I'm just excited. Alyssa from California. What's up? We love you. Thank you for being the first to order shit. She also did some cool satanic stuff. Where yeah, she, thank you for the she six, paid six, like six. six, six, six. That's what we, we need that. A bonus. Yeah. So take after Alyssa, who's the fucking shit. She's awesome. Yeah, she is. And now she's got a, she's got a magnet. Right, right. Just for being a good person. Wait, did we? Did she get the magnet yet? Oh wait, did we send her a magnet? You know what? We should send her a magnet. Let's send her a magnet. I think we sent her another postcard. She's got the postcards, the wooden nickels. She's got it all. She's got it all. So if you want to be like Alyssa, go to don'tbeanidiom.bandcamp.com. You can um, check, check out, out the stuff. stuff. Listen, thank you for tuning in today. Uh... You know, we look forward to, to to seeing you next time. And listen, we know there's a lot of podcasts out there. The word podcast is kind of dumb now. It's, it's yeah. embarrassing to say. We'll start calling ourselves a radio show. We're a radio show, eh? <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> radio show, what do you know? Anyway, you know, it's, it's fine. It's okay to be a loser. <laughs> like us. It's okay to be a loser. And until next time... Don't, Don't be an idiot I was rolling like a rock I was rocking like a roll I was rambling town to town I was losing all control I was riding on my pony His name was Bony Boy Giving me that look like I'm really hungry, Roy What you want to carry? You know they don't grow on trees If one of us
boss needs a job on it, don't look at me We've been getting by on eating sand for so long If eating sand is right, I don't wanna be wrong You've never led me astray Let's rob that bank and I'll get you some carrots today. Man, that got out of hand. I'm bleeding pretty bad. Everything is going dark. Only boy, just take my hand. The flames are coming up. There's freaking demons all around. If it's a sin to eat sand, I don't want to understand The devil looks like a carrot Boning boy bit off his head We got out of there Now we're no longer dead It's a rolling rock pony it's the best beer in town If you're thirsty from it and sand Rolling Rock's gonna wash it down It's a Rolling Rock party It's the best beer in hell If your mouth is on fire Rolling Rock will put it out 